0: Good morning, thank God for the blessing of sharing God's Word with God's people and for brothers and sisters to worship together our blessed Lord in the spirit and in truth. Our topic today is Ezekiel's vision of God's glory. In the Bible, some people were changed when they saw God's love and mercy. Others were changed when they saw God's power. But 2,600 years ago, Ezekiel the prophet was changed when he saw God's glory. The glory of God is the main theme of the entire Bible. In fact, it can explain all about our lives. And when we know God's glory, it can change our lives. Now, the prophet Ezekiel was a captive in Babylon, and he saw God's glory. God called him to be a prophet in Babylon and by vision in Jerusalem. Let us look at how Ezekiel described the glory of God in Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 4. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, a fire, enfolding itself, and a brightness about it. Ezekiel was trying to to express something that is unexpressible. The glory of God was like fire, whirlwind, bright cloud, and fire. Although the glory of God is hard to express, Ezekiel then continued and described three heavenly objects which show forth God's glory first God's throne above then the four cherubims around it around the throne and third the four flying wheels holding the throne God is on his throne surrounded by four cherubims and his throne is supported by the four wheels This chapter became the turning point of Ezekiel's life. He saw God's glory. It became the central theme of all his ministry. He mentioned it 16 times in the book of Ezekiel. Today, we will study and focus on just the third heavenly object. The flying wheels. The four wheels holding the throne of God. Now, what is the meaning of the wheels? Wheels would mean motion, progress, movement, onward. And so the wheels mean God's constant, mighty works in heaven and on the earth. Today, people everywhere are on alert due to many uncertainties of life, and the world is uncertain and stressful about the future. But remember, God is still in control. He knows everything in heaven and on earth, and He will protect His people. So, as we study These divine wheels representing God's works, God's will, and God's ways, may we be comforted, encouraged, and blessed. Here are five different descriptions of the wheels in verses 15 to 20 of chapter 1 of Ezekiel. First, the wheels extend all the way down to earth. Secondly, we see a wheel within another wheel, each of them. So the the total picture looks complicated now. Third, the wheels are full of eyes, meaning very intelligent. Fourth, angels always go with the wheels. Finally, fifth, the Holy Spirit is working in the wheels let us study these five descriptions of the wheel one by one the first description is the wheels extend to the ground ezekiel chapter 1 verse 15 now as i beheld the living creatures behold one wheel upon the earth the wheels connect god's throne above with the ground below, meaning God is actively connected to affairs on earth. Some philosophers would say God is dead. God is not related to mankind anymore after creation. God let the earth go its own way. But here we see the wheels of God are connected from heaven down to the earth. God is not distant from us. He is actively caring for us. This means that when we pray, when we pray immediately, God knows and hears us. He is infinitely approachable. About two months ago, I spoke on what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 saying, look at the birds. In verse 26 of chapter 6, Jesus said, Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Here, Jesus is speaking. He tells us to notice the birds, how the birds are fed. Jesus said, Your heavenly Father feeds them. The birds do not have their heavenly Father. We do. They only have their Creator. And yet, our heavenly Father feeds them. This this tells us something. If God cared for the little birds, of course he will care for you and me, because He is our heavenly Father. And dear brothers and sisters, God cares for you. His wheels reach all the way to the ground. Second description of the wheel is it has a complicated design. it's a wheel inside another wheel, says Ezekiel chapter one verse sixteen. And their appearance and their work was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. And verse 17 says, when they went, they went upon their foresight. And they turned not when they went. Wow. Well, the wheels of God is not a simple wheel. It is a double wheel. In one inside another. And both wheels are at right, right angle to each other as they move forward, turning left and right, up and down, right and left, without needing to go back. Now, for us who are not engineers and scientists, this double wheel looks complicated. And yet it's very functional and unified. The double wheels enables, enables us to go forward in all four directions, anytime, without needing to turn around or having to fall down. The wheels work with order and purpose in God's kingdom. Here are two things we see about God at work. First, God's work may look complicated and incomprehensible. And yet, secondly, God's work always goes forward. It has no need to go back or turn around. Remember the story of Job. One day, he was the richest man in the East with children all around him. The next day, he had nothing. Job did not know that God was allowing him to be tested and tried. But God always put a head of protection around him. Satan could not take away his life. And finally, Job was given everything back double. Remember the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. He knew no sin because it became sin for us. Dying on the cross, within one single day, Christ suffered through six, five to six unjust and cruel trials in Jerusalem. And then he was nailed to the cross with unspeakable physical torments. Now, throughout the history of the Jews, God had condemned the injustices of their rulers. God had protected the widows and orphans and the oppressed. But when his own son, Jesus, was afflicted and died, God was silent. If the people had only known It was for them that Jesus died. God allowed Christ's crucifixion to save the world. Yes, God's will may look complicated, unexplainable, but it is always with a purpose and design, which is for God's glory. Uh, I have a book called experiencing god's grace an 80 year journey looking back these many years i found my life to be filled with zigzag but always for my own good as i had learned many spiritual lessons and especially to trust god more and more i am weak but he is strong Let me briefly cite just four disappointments, major disappointments in my life. Yet, they became blessings while looking back, they were blessings in disguise from God. First, in 1954, I attended, I was enrolled at the University of the Philippines, majoring in physics. By the end of My second year at U.P., we were studying astronomy, geology, uh, mechanics, specialized subjects. But suddenly, Grace Christian High School in Naktahan needed a high school librarian, full-time librarian, and U.P. does not have night school. So I switched. To U.E. University of the East, with another major history major for my third and fourth year of college. Looking back, God was in control. History was more suited, suited, more suitable than physics for my subsequent pastoral ministry of sixty long years. Secondly. 1959, in seminary. After college in the Philippines, I went to Taiwan for seminary. I was so happy there. I loved the country, my school. I loved my professors and classmates. And I was starting to dream in Mandarin. One day, I received a letter from the military, from the army, to be drafted into the Taiwan army. I found out that Taiwan has a a rule, a law, saying all foreign students must return to their home country every year or be drafted into the army. It was after President Chiang Kai-shek had retreated from the mainland to Taiwan, and Taiwan was still under military government. But the result was Amidst my disappointment, looking back now, it enabled me to go to Dallas Theological Seminary. In the 1962 to 1966, DTS had professors that were very strong on Bible prophecy. I was under famous professors like Dr. Walbert, Dr. Ryrie, uh, Dr. Pentecost, and so forth. And praise God, prophecy soon became my lifelong passion and worldwide ministry with God's leading. Number three of my disappointment. In 1967, Grace Christian Church. While studying for the Doctor of Theology degree at Winona Lake, Indiana, one day I received a telegram from Manila. The school founder, Mrs. Julatan, my mother, wanted me to return to help her formally start a new church inside the brand-new Grace Village. I had to temporarily stopped my PhD studies, and joyfully returned back to Manila. Looking back, God was in control, even though I could not immediately finish my studies in the States. God helped me to help formally start Grace Christian Church in 19, the next year, 1968 founded on verse-by-verse Bible-expository preaching and teaching. And we had a five-year church-building plan to build a 1,500-seat big sanctuary, which we are seeing here today, for use by the church and the school. Number four, in 1970, I, was, I went back to finish up my doctoral degree in Indiana. So I quickly wrote a 500-page doctoral dissertation thesis because I wanted to quickly return back to Grace as its pastor, waiting for me here. And we had a five-year church building plan going on. But my dissertation was rejected by the doctoral committee of the seminary. They told me to cut it into half to 250 pages. I was so frustrated and disappointed because I really liked to return to Manila right away. Especially from 70 to a projected 75 was our five-year church building plan. But instead of returning to Manila sooner, I now have to extend my USA studies another six months to rewrite the thesis. So, I spent that half year juicing out every word in the thesis, in the manuscript. I would kneel down praying every night over a lot of issues and problems in writing this important uh, manuscript. Then I needed to type it all out. No mistake. No single word mistake is allowed. If I tried to type a wrong word, you have to retype the whole thing. There were no computer at that time affordable to us in the 1970s. And so, my little Smith Corona electric typewriter did the work. I could ask a typist to type it, but they charge $1 a page. I don't have $300 to for, for that. But, praise God, by typing those pages, including the Bibliography, table of contents, the the indexes, and the appended uh, many appendix, appendixes, appendices, chapters, so forth. Every word must be perfect. Forced me to examine and to type and review every uh, word by word. The result, soon after, submitted to the committee of the seminary the seminary published it into a book called The Interpretation of Prophecy. And Christianity Today in Chicago nominated it among its Books of the Year in the States. Now, after 50 years, this book is used by many Bible schools and seminaries in America. I still do not have to change one single word in that book. Praise be to God. Romans eight twenty eight is so true. All things do work together for good to those who love God. You know, someday in heaven the Bible says, God shall wipe away our tears. Oh, so heaven still has tears? Yes. God will not let our tears on earth evaporate. He cares, He preserves and keeps them, drop by drop. And when we get to heaven, He will explain each teardrop, why He had allowed it to us on earth. And it will be eternal joy, perfect satisfaction. Point number three on the wheels. The wheels are full of eyes. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 18 says, As for their wings, they were so high, they were dreadful. And their wings were full of eyes round about them four. Now, eyes means wisdom and intelligence. If you look at a baby's eyes, you can... Oftentimes, tell if that baby is very smart or not. God's wheels are full of eyes. That means God is all knowing, ever present at all times. It's filled with eyes. God is active at all times in every place in our life. When we look into the microscope, we saw billions of very small objects. When we look, Into the telescope, we see other billions of very large objects, all of them in motion, in order, following definite natural or supernatural laws. In seminary, uh, we have seminary after college, four years college, then four years seminary for the master's degree in theology, and another three years in Doctor of Theology. Seven years. So we learn so many things in seminary, but I always remember three theological terms which has never left me this many years. The first term is omnipotent. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. The second term is God is omniscient, all-knowing. When we say God knows, it includes everything. At every second in our life, what we think, what we speak, what we do, He knows it all. Everyone, all at once, at any moment. And the third word is omnipresent. He is present. Everywhere, at the same time in our lives. Wow. All-powerful, how big is our God, your God? Is He all-powerful? Can He solve your problem? Will we allow Him to do it? And with these three theological terms, big words, but so practical, you can confidently face every day of your life for the rest of life. And I guarantee you, from uh, personal experience: You will not be growing more white hair. The fourth, fourth point about the will is: God's angels go with the will. There are angels everywhere going within God's work today. Ezekiel chapter one verse nineteen says, "And when the living creatures, the angels, went." the wheels went by them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were also lifted up. The wheels and angels always go together. God's work and God's angels are always following each other up and down the the universe. In other words, when we do God's work at home uh, in church at school, in the community, angels are there working together with you, worshiping God, serving God. Even today, as we worship God here, there must be thousands of angels, unseen God's angels, worshiping with us in Jesus' name. Wherever, whenever we serve God in the name of Christ, we can be sure angels are going to be with us. I love the word in Genesis, the verse in Genesis chapter 32, verses 1 to 2. And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim, meaning two camps. And we could see that place in our Holy Land tour when we visit Jordan near Amman. At that time, young Jacob was traveling away from home. He was burdened with fear, guilt, and uncertainty and the unknown. That night, he discovered, he saw on the plains of Jordan there across the river Jordan. The angels of God journeying with him, and so he called that place Mahanaim, meaning two camps. One camp is his own camp, himself, the other camp are the angelic hosts traveling with him. And brothers and sisters, friends, this is what happens to every Christian in his or her earthly pilgrimage, seemingly lonely and yet not alone you know the arithmetic of the Christian life? Arithmetic of the Christian life. We learned it in kindergarten. Plus one. Always remember to be sure to plus one in your life. You may feel lonely, but you're not alone. In your prayers, ask God to send angels to help you. Don't pray to, directly to angels. They may, it may boomerang and flee away. Angels only listen to God and do God's work. God can send His angel when we pray to help us. They are with the wheels, with God's work. Finally, the fifth point about the wheels is The Holy Spirit is in the wheels. Verse 20 of chapter 1 of Ezekiel. Whithersoever the Spirit was to go, they went. For the Spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. The Spirit here means the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in the wheels. That is, everything is working according to the Holy Spirit's power. Therefore, when we let God work in our lives, in our home, in our family, in our office, in our church, in our school, we must submit to the Holy Spirit and trust Him to work through us. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, the prophet Zechariah said, this is the word of the Lord, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. This is one of the greatest verses in the Bible. Many people can memorize it. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Might is a plural form of many powers, an army of workers. It is like pushing a car or moving things. The more helpers you have, the better. Power is singular in the original Hebrew. It stresses a single person, his skill, his specialty, his leadership in the work. God says that it's not by might or power. God is not dependent on plural or singular skills. Or numbers in any work of His, but God is working only through His Holy Spirit, through His chosen and obedient servants. Have you ever asked the Holy Spirit to work in your heart and in your life? He can, He will, He loves to. Because He feels everything. God's work, where God's work is there is the Holy Spirit available. Dynamite, His power, can anoint and endow us to go to do God's work. Many people today are discouraged, without power and strength. It is not because the work is hard, maybe it's not enlisting the Holy Spirit to help us, to lead us, to work through us, and to empower us. Now next year, our school, uh, our church will celebrate 55th anniversary since 1968, when I came back from the state here. I vividly remember that day. When our church was formally organized, 1968. Now, maybe some people may ask, may ask, saying, Pastor Paul, how did you and your wife, Helen, raise up two children to become foreign missionaries to come to Grace Manila instead of enjoying life in the United States? Uh, let me very briefly show how the Holy Spirit had worked in our family. Weak as we are, those past 20 some years as the children were growing up there in the state. In 1983, after 16 years serving here at Grace Christian Church as senior pastor, my wife and I with three little children took a break. A little break which extended to 20 years to nurture our children there. And there, growing up in the United States, I think the spiritual secret of raising up missionary children who will come back is we had Family devotions every night without fail. After supper, no one leaves the table. We all go to the sofa. A simple sofa, just one of it. One, one of, just one. And every evening they're sitting there, there the five of us, two adults and three little children, the oldest girl was six uh, seven years old the son six years old and another son six months old. We enjoyed each other around the throne of grace in devotions. First we would sing a new song a night and we, we had the church hymn book, about 400 songs, each one given one church hymn book. We would sing through the hymn book from hymn number one. Uh, we would teach them how to sing those hymns. And then we would read the Bible, my wife and I, Bible stories of Jesus and the heroes of the faith, so that when they go to sleep at night, they'll dream about the Bible characters. And then, I would tell the children, saying, how Grace Church and School, inside Grace Village, started. How their ama, grandma, Julia Tan, started the school in 1950 and the church in 1968. And then how Julia Tan entrusted the church to her second son, myself, and the school to her fourth son, Dr. James, the school. That's all. She has two legacies, the church and the school. And I would prayerfully explain to our children why we must all go back to Manila to serve God there, sacrificially and long term. We're not going there to enjoy it. it is sacrifice. And oftentimes I would shed tears, I would cry in front of the children because I, I really miss my church and the school so very much. And I would tell the children, say, don't make any long-term plans here in the States because next year, next year we will return back to grace. And this is told them every year, next year, next year we're going back. And so, dear brothers and sisters, today, we praise God for calling our son to be senior pastor of the Grace Church and our daughter to be president of the Grace School. So beautiful, so amazing, so wonderful. God prepared them and arranged it. So that they are each uniquely, separately qualified, called credential to do their work here in Manila and to help in this beloved Grace Christian Ministries, school and church in unity. Praise be to God. Today, when you are fearful and uncertain about the future, remember. The four wheels in Ezekiel chapter one. First, the wheel extended down to the earth. God knows. God cares. God watches over us. Secondly, the wheels may look complicated. A wheel within another wheel. But God's work always goes forward. All things will work together for good to those who love God. Third, the wheels are full of eyes. God is all-knowing, everywhere, omnipotent. You may feel lonely, but you are not alone. God is with you. Fourth, the angels will always go with the wheels. Pray to God to send his angel to help you. You know, Daniel in the lion's den, only one angel appeared. Only one angel was needed to close all the the mouths of all the lions. Only one angel, imagine. Imagine the Assyrian army was 186,000 men surrounding that area in Jerusalem. The king, Hezekiah, prayed. God sent only one angel that night, only one needed to kill all 186,000 enemies of God. Finally, the Holy Spirit is in the will. Let us claim the power of the Holy Spirit to do God's work. Since once we see the glory of God, we will be changed. Life may be stressful and uncertain, but it is God who will who works in his universe for his own glory and he cares for us. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Shall we bow in a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, in the quietness of this moment we commit ourselves to thee. As thy word says, be not troubled. Let not your heart trouble. We want to claim thy promises. And thank you for who and what thou art, the omnipotent God, the ever-loving Savior, our friend in need at all times. May the blessings of us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.